welcome to the official catch-up. Today I've got Max Ashmore of Cumbernauld Colts. How you doing, Max? Not bad at all, mate. Yourself? Yeah, good, good. Uh, great to get a wee bit of Colts coverage. I've uh, I've been asking around, obviously, a few of the boys, and, and it's great to get someone on from uh, from the Colts. Yeah, I think the boys uh, just now are, you know, in to, in to help, help the league and stuff, so I suppose some of the boys... Uh, I don't know what they might be doing, just doing, doing their garden or whatever else it may be that people are keeping themselves busy during these times, you know, so. Yeah, absolutely. And what about yourself, Max? How are you getting through this, mate? Uh, well, I'm actually still working at the moment, so um, I'm one of the lucky ones, I would say, but I still still my mom and dad, so I mean, they're trying to keep them themselves busy. Just, uh, my dad's out in the garden all the time, so uh, quite lucky in the sense I'm still working, but it's uh, just stuff at home, you know, it can be a bit difficult working from home at times, but... It's just it's, it's keeping my mind busy, which I suppose is a good thing because I know a lot of other people are, are struggling just with staying in and stuff. But as long as you can keep your mind busy and keep active in a certain way, then, then it's always, it always helps. Absolutely, man. Even myself, who've not really done a lot of exercise, going out for my sort of midnight runs <laughs> every night. So 100% we should have start. I think that's, that's the thing for a lot of the boys that are still playing is trying to keep fit in that, you know. So, uh, but found new hobbies and, and cycling and stuff. So I'm one of the guys now that's on the road. So uh, avoid at all costs. <laughs> and uh, what we're going to do today, Max, we're obviously going to cover a wee bit of your, your career and stuff. Uh, obviously, I think it's probably well known that you, you started your, your sort of youth career at uh, Rangers. Yeah, I, I was actually uh, a bit of a late bloomer um, in terms of uh, youth football. A lot of the boys that, that are in pro youth and academy setups now usually are developed for quite young ages, say, say seven and eight year old. But uh, myself, I wasn't really identified or, or brought into a club in, until I was 12. Uh, so it was under 13s that, that I signed with Rangers. Uh, and I was there for, for seven to eight years, played all the way up to reserves. Uh, left. When I left, I was, I was captain reserves and quite involved with the first team at that time. Uh, and, uh, you know, it was, it was brilliant memories, probably, probably some of the best in my life, to be fair. You sort of lived the dream a wee bit uh, for some people as well. So, hundred percent. I mean, I mean, obviously supporting Rangers my whole life, mate, and uh, and and then having that that pleasure of putting that strip on, no matter what age it was or at what level. And people always say, "Well, you, well, you never actually made it for Rangers," but but still, for me, being being a fan, growing up, and even playing in Ibrox pitch and, and going to Murray Park every day when I was in full time for for training. I mean, I was essentially loving my dream as a job. So, uh, in that sense, there was uh, I loved it, you know. Yeah, definitely, mate. And and you moved on, obviously, to to Ross County. I think you were only there for for a wee bit. Am I right in saying that? It was just one season. Uh, so I've I've mentioned to a couple of people before. I mean, what one thing that I struggled with up there, especially, was was just the lifestyle and the way of living. You know, uh, obviously a lot different for for living in Glasgow. You know, sort of miss my pals, miss my family as well. Uh, but apart from that, all the boys up there, you know, I had no complaints. That every single one of them was. Was got on with him brilliantly, and uh, the boy I stayed with um, got on with him brilliantly. So there was no complaints in that sense. But just for me, it was just a lot more quieter. Uh, enjoyed my football, enjoyed my time up there. But just a, a few things happened behind the scene. Uh, but there was also a few manager changes, and and then the relegation towards the end of the season. or under a bit of pressure for the full season, so I couldn't really kick start anything uh, in terms of first team appearances or, or anything like that. Yeah, were you were you actually based in in Dingwall, Max? Yeah, so we. I mean that that's the thing about about Ross County. It's it's a well it's a well run and well looked after club. I mean me me and our boy we stayed in a brand new uh, three bedroom house in, in Dingwall, and it was and you know uh, there was no complaints in, in that sense of the fact that the training ground was excellent. 
the, the food we got at lunch was good. You know, the the coaches and and, and the staff were, were all all looked after us really well. All your kit was washed. Everything you would expect at a properly well run full time club. And I, I think uh, outside of the old farm, I think Ross County is actually one of the better clubs that that are run as well as they are. Um, and obviously the finances up there. Uh, with the chairman and stuff, you know, the boys are well looked after in that sense as well. So, you know, it's it's a really good club, and I did enjoy my time up there. Yeah, yeah. The reason I have actually, I have, I've got family up in Dingwall. Actually, they're, they're Ross County fans, but I know how. Yeah. I mean, no, even I'm not even. I didn't live in a city, you know. But uh, even for me, I think Dingwall and and Cromarty and and places like that are relatively quite quiet. Eh? So it would be hard harder for someone coming from a big city to. To, uh, to to go from that to, to maybe one of the quieter places. Yeah, well, I think the thing for me was, I mean, I always had the ambition when, oh, that, that was my main ambition when I left Rangers, uh, was, was to go and play first team. And, uh, and you know, at the start, it was looking it was looking quite likely that was going to happen. Uh, obviously, a manager change happened. Uh, and then and probably, you know, midway to, to sort of the end of my time up there, uh, it, it looked. It didn't look as if that was going to happen. But I sort of imagine if if I did manage to you know kickstart a career up there. I mean, the boy that that I'm living with is now heavily involved with the first team, albeit he's he's injured at the moment. But he he's for Liverpool, so he's for a big city as well. And and now that he's involved with the first team and he's getting that that regular game time, and and that's what you want when you're a young boy. You know, you just want to, you just want to kickstart a career. And and I'm sure if I did that up there, then, then I would have been quite happy and content with with the lifestyle I'm living. And then you sort of you moved on to Stranraer uh, after you left Ross County, and you were there for I think uh, until the January. Yeah, it was just in January. Yeah, so just before that, uh, I actually played in Malta for a bit, which was uh, which was an experience. Um, but you know, I did uh, just the lifestyle and that out there as well was was stranger to what I was used to. But I think we played playing the whole uh, thing in Dingwall and Ross County. I think I just wanted a, a year of playing football at home, to be honest. Uh, so. It's quite ideal. Where Stranraer trained was was only ten minutes away from my house in Renfrew, so uh, it didn't take me long to get to train. I was getting more time with, with my friends and family, uh, which which I think I needed at that point. Um, and then, albeit again, I probably didn't get the game time over two midfield players. I don't get me wrong, are good players, you know. Um, but that that I probably felt that I merited. And me and Stevie Farrell would when it came to leaving, he was quite firm the fact that he liked to go and train with other teams that eventually resulted uh, in a move to Stirling Albion. Yeah, yeah. And and how did it go at Stirling for you, uh, Max? So the boys in Stirling, I mean, that's probably one of the best, the better change rooms I've been in in terms of boys and, and the way the whole team gelled together and stuff. Uh, everyone got on really well. Um, you know, we had a few older, experienced guys. We, we had a good bit of youth in there as well. We'd also guys like Peter McDonald, things that I've known quite a long time and, and then I had a few of my mates that, that I'd known for, for when I was for when I was younger so it, it was nice in the sense that I got on well with all the boys and, and it was the only thing was Kevin Rukovic who, who was the manager at the time he was he was still playing so he hadn't actually retired so he he would still be sort of involved in the training and, and I think for him being a young manager at, at that stage you know his training was really really good don't get me wrong in that sense but it was just maybe the sort of that that bit when when you make that transition from from player to manager and your that winning real appetite that you have to go and win a game you know and, and rather than being the, the sort of calming person in your in your dressing room I, I think at times and I think to be fair to Kevin he's learned that now from from what from what I hear uh, and 
he, he was really good for me and he gave me an opportunity to go to go and play League Two football. But but again, uh, another opportunity came up but at the end of that that I just couldn't refuse. So Yeah, and did you uh, one of the guys obviously that, that came down from Stirling Stirling Albion was uh, Neil McLaughlin. Did you have any uh, much experience with him? <laughs> so I've known Neil. I mean Neil's one that he's the same age as me, so me and him have came up against each other numerous times as uh, when we were growing up, obviously he was at Partick Thistle and, and myself been at Rangers. So me and Neil have a few good good battles uh, in our time. And Neil's always been a class player and everyone always knew he had ability. It was just probably, Neil's a confidence player. So I think for him it was more about just getting that, that manager that trusts him and, and saying to him, you're the one that's going to win us the game. And I think he's proved what he can do, uh, given that confidence that, that he has and the ability that he's got because he is a very good player once once he's got that men, mental strength to, to go and show it. Yeah, I thought he's been fantastic. And he obviously made uh, well, the bench my, my team of the year, uh, or team of the season, I, I should say, in the Lone League. I don't know if you, you spied it. Or, did you have any thoughts, Max? Uh, just uh, if, if you needed a left-sided midfielder that would just sit in the middle of the pitch and know they were on about much, then I would have been your guy to get a shout to, to be fair. But apart from that, nothing else, no. <laughs> it was, it's, getting, it's getting harder. It's getting harder and harder. Um, I kind of touched on it a wee bit in qualities. Uh, the lonely guys like Nicky Lowe, uh, like yourself, obviously, that have they've been at higher levels and, and pro youth. Um, it's getting it's getting solid to to pick a even a a team of the month I think for for some of the teams and some of the boys. Well, hundred percent. I mean, that's I obviously mentioned to you earlier, but the thing that I've been most surprised about is in coming down to the Lowland League is is the standard the opposition, albeit the the standard at the top end is is probably a, a lot uh, a lot better than than the sort of lower end teams. But but even saying that, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure a lot of the top end teams could go challenge quite quite well at. You know, League Two and League One haven't played in the divisions as well. But I mean, I've always said it. I, I think that actually playing in League One and League Two is probably harder than, than playing the Championship and, and the Premiership, uh, just with the, the pitches taking everything else into consideration. But um, you know, so it's, I, I was obviously at Spartans just just before coming on coach, and even then, the the training and the intensity the boys trained it there, and the and the players that they had, you know, all really good players. And, and I think for me, it was a bit of an eye-opener because I've always looked at the Lowland League, like, no, I mean, no disrespect to the league at all, but I've always seen it as, as a level that I could quite comfortably play at. And when, when I came down, I couldn't believe the tempo and the the standard that, that some of the games were being played at. I mean, it was quite it was quite surprising, in all honesty, but, but in a good way. Yeah, yeah. And I don't, I don't know too much about this, Max, but just before you went to Sparrings, did you, had a, did you have a, a trial in America or something like that? But, it wasn't so much a trial. Uh, so what they have in America is there's basically a sort of summer league for all the boys that that are playing in college that that are looking to try and and, and get their uh, professional debut or whatever it is uh, seasons. So they they play in a league that that's essentially named Path to Pro. Um, so it's it's teams from all around America and it's split up into different almost conferences. So I was playing in the Western Conference in in California. And what happens is you play every team twice. So that there was eight teams in our league. You play every team twice throughout the season, home and away. So you were playing in San Francisco, uh, LA. You know, oh, it was it was amazing. Um, yeah. And then at the end of it, the, the top two teams from from each division play each other in what's the the big regional conference finals or whatever. And we made it to the last eight. Um, and then we were obviously we were obviously put out uh, in, in one of the finals to eventually get to. To the last four, um, but 
it was it was definitely up there with the best experience of my life, you know. Uh, and I would encourage any boys that, that are looking for that opportunity to go out there to to try and find a way to do so. Um, but it just so happened that I've been asked a couple of times, and I was lucky enough, uh, lucky enough to be given the opportunity, and I went out and done it, and and absolutely loved it. Yeah, it was one of the things I sort of touched on with Gary Generazzo, the the captain at uh, Kelly, because obviously he's been he's played obviously in America and the likes of Sweden okay. and and uh, I the old I think the majority of the boys that have played or had their chance to play abroad, they've, they've all sort of suggested suggested that, and we have seen a few of the younger boys, including the likes of yourself, obviously, uh, uh, take up these opportunities in the likes of America, Australia, Sweden uh, more recently. Yeah. Well, I think the the biggest thing. I mean, I I always say it to to boys now that that are playing that, albeit I know that maybe you know um, only twenty one. But I mean, I've I always say it to people that I speak to that that are football people. I've played football on four continents out of five. You know, um, at quite decent levels as well. So for for a twenty one year old, I mean, I mean, my aspirations are obviously to still get back into full time football at some point, and I'm pretty sure that anyone that that I've spoken to knows that, uh, but just at the moment, just with everything that's sort of happened over, over the last few years, I, I fell out of love with the game probably this this time last year, really, um, and I just wanted something different, and America gave me the chance to go and do that, and I'm and I'm thankful that, and I feel lucky and privileged to, to be able to have gone and done it. Yeah, did, did I take it that's what kind of got your passion back for the game? 100%, because um, at that time I, I definitely had my doubts about whether I even wanted to be involved with football at all, and the guy I know out there, uh, Craig McGill, he's uh, he just gives people the opportunity to come out and, and play, and to, be, and to be fair to him, he, he kept asking me and kept asking me, and there was a point I had that many doubts about it, and it just didn't sound like it would have been my kind of thing, I didn't really know how what, what I'd be stepping into, the boys I'd be living with, you know, all the rest of it, and ended up going out there and I could have no complaints with the boys, the standard of football, the way we lived, where we were living, you know, everything was just, I mean, it was almost, it was like a, a three, four months holiday really, to be fair, but you were just playing football and you were, you were getting paid for it, so there was, that, there was no complaints, you know, so. That's brilliant, Max, like, I think there's a sort of period for, certainly from what I've seen and what I know of Scottish football, there's, I think there's a, a period between the ages of like, sort of late teens to like early 20s that some boys that are really talented or and for whatever reason they, they seem to fall out of the game uh, and they just never have their opportunities or they like you say they, they just fall out of love with the game and and they, they, we never realise that potential basically Yeah well I think Scottish football is obviously you know I mean my, my biggest thing and I think working at, at, at Rangers now as a, as a member of staff I'm starting to see it more more increasingly that you know, seeing Scotland not qualify for a tournament in a lifetime, it, it's, it's something you obviously want to see. Um, and I think that when you look at these these other teams like like Belgium and and even even America and, and that matter the way the way that they're going now and the things that they they're implementing and in, in their academies, I think everyone needs to be on on the same page with, with certain things uh, in terms of the way people need to train and, and the opportunities and all the rest of it. Um, and I think over the last couple of years. And I think it's probably looking more increasingly now when you see the 17s, 18s, under 21s group at the Scotland level, the standards getting better and I can definitely see us in the next few years hopefully hopefully qualifying for, for a tournament. Hope so, mate. I've still got my France 98 World, that's how old I am, France 98 World Cup. <laughs> so, I don't know if you feel bad, but that's when I was born, so I probably didn't get a chance to miss that one. <laughs> 
could say I was quite young at the time, did I get work? Did I get a milk to age for that? But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, as you said, mate, you obviously moved to Sparring. Sparring's a team, a massive team in the Lowland League. Uh, you know, they won it a couple of times, have had their chance to obviously go to league football. Unfortunately, uh, they've not been able to do it. But what a, what a setup they have and what a community club. Well, that's, that's the thing. I mean, for me, I could have stayed out in America and, and trialed with teams, but I just think the opportunity that I got in terms of work here was, was too much for me to refuse. So coming back and playing part-time somewhere, I, I could have went and, and trained with some other clubs, you know, the, the likes of the Barton things. Uh, but I just I just think for me, I just wanted to be playing on a regular basis and be back to enjoying my football. And uh, when Douglas when Douglas Samuel phoned me, uh, when I spoke to him, I got a really good vibe from him. You know, you probably know anyway from... From the type of guy that he is, yeah, but I just got a real positive, positive vibe from him. Uh, and me and my dad went up. Um, we we spoke to him, we had a chat with him, and and you know everything that he, the setup and and everything there. I, I just thought this is, you know, this is probably one of the best part time setups that I've seen. To be fair, um, and uh, you know a couple of cups started going to training, and essentially it was taking me on the, it was taking me over two hours some nights to get to training uh, twice a week and. And to be fair, I sat down with him and, and had a chat with him. And I just said to him it, it was too much for me to commit to. Uh, and then he he put me in touch with the Cumbernauld Colts, which which again obviously is is new. Uh, but but again, something that I was enjoying for for this short time that I've been there. That's excellent, Dougie. And and you're right. I think I've never really I've not really had much interaction with Dougie, but um, I've certainly heard from the players and, and I've got a massive respect for him in terms of what he's done with Spartans and, and, I, and I keep saying it but I don't think there's a lot of people with uh, the working knowledge of the Lowland League or this level that, that Dougie Samuel has he's, he's, uh, he's some guy like well, well even he's talking and he's training I was uh, I think that was probably I remember sitting in the changing room and this was our first game that we played and we were playing BSC so it was also quite a big game but I probably didn't actually realise that at the time so this was my first sort of indication of what the standard was going to be like at Owen League level. Um, and Dougie had done his pre-match talk, and I remember after it, thinking, he, he knows his stuff, you know. Um, and and that, for me, was was probably the first eye-opener. And then when the game started, it was played at such a high and fast tempo, and I thought, well, I mean, you know, it'd be a sale. Like, all the boys are fit, they're, they're physical, they're, they're a good, well-balanced team. And I, and I remember watching that and thinking, this is going to be... It's going to be a tough standard to play. You know, it's not going to be a walk in the park. So, um, and ever since then, I mean, week after week, I've had different challenges that, that I've had, to, that I've came and faced with and something different. And, and you know, that's, people look down at the Lowland League probably at times and think it's not the best standard, but it only takes playing in it for a few weeks before you know that, that the standard's right up there. Exactly. And I take it that, you know, from your, your experience and stuff, and obviously, you, you know, you went to Cumbernauld Colts due to sort of being a wee bit closer to home, but was it an easy transition in terms of, you know, Colts playing at Broadwood and the, the pitch being fantastic? And Well, I think that was definitely one of the main reasons. I mean, I spoke, so Douglas actually passed me on uh, James Orr's number um, and me and James spoke on the phone for, for the first time I ever spoke to him. I think it was for about an hour and a half. Anyone that knows James knows that he can talk and, and the rest of it. But at the same time, I mean, I just got a good vibe for him as well. And, and he seemed as, a, as if he was interested. And the big word that he kept mentioning to me was, was game time. And that was something that I'd obviously lacked over over the last few clubs that I'd been at. I mean, apart from America. Um, but and, and to be fair, the first day I went in, I mean, I hadn't been in Broadwood since... 
I don't know, since I was maybe 17 or something. So the pitch had all been relayed and obviously the changing rooms were all different. And, and I was just so, that that's definitely the best part-time setup I've been at. And to be fair, it would maybe even both some full-time teams at the water, just, just the way the, the club is run and um, the fantastic facilities that they've got. And then the coaching and uh, the, the training and, and even the games for that matter and the lads in the changing room. You know, I, I just clicked instantly, and I just, and again, I'm, I feel over the last few weeks before I get injured uh, that I was just really enjoying enjoying football again. Uh, yeah, I remember messaging you, Max, because, um, like, obviously, sometimes at this level, you're you're not sure uh, what's if boys have moved on or if they're injured yeah. and stuff. Because I, I, had, I had heard that you had actually left the Cumbernauld from a, a few guys, and I was like, you know what, I'll go and I'll send them a wee message, uh, but, you know, just to to see if he's all right or, you know, what's happening and stuff. Because I, I tend to do that if I've got the boys on Twitter. But uh, you, you got uh, injured for a, well, you were from a, a few months, I think, was it not? Well, that, that's pretty much, that's pretty much sums up me on my, on my luck, really. Uh, we were we were doing quite a heavy and intensive session one night, as, as James and Craig, the, the commanders, like to do, to be fair, which I need. Uh, if anyone's came to see me recently, a wee bit beefy. Uh, but even saying that, um, we, we were doing a running drill and we were getting towards the last couple and I've I've planted my foot uh, round a cone, my right foot, and I heard like I heard my foot crack and I thought I didn't even really think anything of it. So I finished the runs and I thought, right, my foot's my foot's kinda sore and finished the runs off and then I went to go and do the next set of runs after that. And then that was when it was like unbearable pain, like just couldn't you know, even even walk for that matter. So, ended up waiting to the hospital that night with my dad, and uh, I'd, I'd fractured my my fifth metatarsal. Um, so, chipped chipped a bit of the bone off, uh, and you know that that's usually one that uh, everyone calls it a Wayne Rooney injury now. Um, but it's usually uh, results in surgery. But they said that I was quite lucky in the fact that it hadn't completely snapped, so I wouldn't be needing surgery. Um, so, I was on a boot for. Uh, they said six weeks, but I think I kept the boot on for about four, um, and I just tried it because I was I was missing it, you know, and that that was probably a big thing for me as well to see if I was actually no playing, if I was going to miss miss no playing, and and I did massively, um, and I was just dying to get back, and you know, after the four weeks on the boot, it was just two weeks a light running sort of rehab, and you know, just taking my time with it really, and then eventually the better it got, you know, it just eventually just settled down, and, and fingers crossed that. That's it. Uh, completely healed now. I've not really had any issues with it since. Brilliant, Max. Brilliant. And obviously, given you know where you're from and whatnot, and I've I always asked the guys this, but are you looking forward to some of the West of Scotland teams coming in next season? Possibility of playing some of these, like Auchinleck, Talbot, and Pollock. Hundred percent. I mean, my 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 granddad, he he had a big big career in, in junior football, and he he was massively involved with Johnson Borough and Auckland Lake and uh, Coburnie Leaside and, and all these teams, and I know that they hold a big place in his heart. So, um, for and any time that James and, and Craig are quite big believers in, in us playing games during the week, so any time that we've went and played teams on a Monday night, whether it's Kirkintilloch, Rob Roy, or, or any of them, you know, they always give us a, a really really good game. So. And even playing Pennycook in the Scottish Cup, they obviously battled us. So looking at the standard of some of them, it's not as if they they would they would worsen the, the standard of the league or anything. So I think it'd be brilliant for someone to come up, and obviously it, it would bring uh, it would bring more attraction to the Lone League as well with some of the following that, that these clubs have. And I know you sometimes see 
a lot of boys leave Hull and league level to go and play junior, which which I personally think uh, this is just my own opinion, obviously, but I, I don't think that's right because obviously the Hull league's meant to be a higher higher level. So I think for that sense as well, it would maybe stop that from happening and maybe encourage more people to come play in the Hull league and make the standard even better than what it is just now. Yeah, um, obviously during the lockdown, the, 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 a lot of the clubs are are, uh, are struggling a wee bit in terms of our finance and stuff. But I yep. love uh, what Cumbernauld Colts are doing in terms of getting being involved in the community. I think it's you know Colts in the community, and you've seen uh, some fans and, and and players that are involved at youth level, obviously d- delivering you know uh, stuff to to people that can't come out of their house, and that is fantastic. Yeah, well, that's I mean. I probably didn't realise all, all the stuff that that Colts that Colts done, but before I went there, um, and you know, you see all, all the kids and the pitches and and all the coaches and, and the way they they try and run things, and it, and it is a community club, you know. And I think Stuart, obviously, the chairman, who you know puts all these things in place and, and tries to almost give back to to the community at times, and I think that he's he's shown that in abundance just now with, with obviously the project that he's got running at the moment. We've seen a, a, a few players come down, Cumbernauld Colts, uh, like from the likes of Queen's Park and stuff. And uh, and I did read somewhere uh, that Cumbernauld are really going to try and compete in terms of the top of the Lone League next season. As a, as a news guys, you know, the, the, the gaffers have been saying uh, that, that user, that's the plan, basically. Well, I don't think they've really they've really mentioned it as such. Yeah, probably more based on where we sort of finished in the league. But I, I don't really think that, you know, I was a lot, only obviously there for, for half a year, but I think with the players that we've got in that changing room, I think the boys could confidently look around and, and we could all agree that, that we've got a decent enough squad uh, to to really go and push and, and, and make a right make a right impact up the up the higher ends of the league. Um and you know, I think being the only team last year that, that, that beat Kelly Hearts pretty much epitomises that. So you know, you come up against these teams and uh, your Kelly's and your East Launchers and Equal brides even, but uh, I think for us, when when we look around the changing room and, and you've got your likes of Stephen O'Neill, your, your Richard Cobbins, and even some of the Moore guys, and and uh, for for Queens Park and, and your Scott Gibsons and, and Billy Mortimer's, you know, but we're, we're, we're building a right good squad there, and I think if if we just find the right sort of formulas and and play together for long enough, and everyone everyone already buys into it anyway, but I think if everyone's on the sort of same page with with what Craig and James want to do. Then there's no reason why we can't go and challenge up the top. It's been uh, it's been brilliant talking to you, Max, and uh, I really appreciate. Obviously, as I said, getting some uh, coming all Colts coverage. I know they're uh, <laughs> they're always keen to, to to you know. I think that I don't do enough for them sometimes. Uh, but uh, no, nah, Colts. I've, I've got a massive respect for Colts and uh, the likes of Civil. Always kind of place shoes guys kind of similar because of the you know the big budget, budgets of Kelty and and East yeah. Lancashire. But you guys always seem to be sort of top top half of the table, and and I hope you do push next season. It'd be great to see all the best, mate, and and keep safe, and obviously, uh, yeah, all, all the best in the future. Obviously, no, listen, I appreciate your time a lot, mate, and uh, uh, you know, I, th- I think a lot of the guys and the team appreciate the the, the stuff that you do uh, for the long league as well. You know, the coverage is, is obviously excellent, uh, but well, you know, just just the, the only thing I, I would say is just to keep encouraging the. And pushing it out as much as possible because I mean the 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 interest that, that it gets just now probably doesn't merit the, the level that it's played at. So we guys really appreciate all that you're doing, mate, and uh, I appreciate you having me on as well. Mm-hmm.